podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the View from the Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomoftheGiants.com. Today is the 4th of September 2019. My name is Patrick Smith. Hello, everybody. Welcome along to another jam-packed show. Well, I say it's jam-packed show. We're going to try and rush through it because Davey has an early flight to the Czech Republic. Um, we've got a lot to cover in this show, not least the two games that took place over the last week against Liebrecht and Augsburg. Uh, we will be chatting with Curtis Hamilton, Ben Lake, Bobby Farnham and Adam Keefe and we'll be looking ahead, get some interviews, looking around the league, all the usual sort of stuff. But first, Mr. McJemsey, what time is your flight tomorrow? Um, it's not too bad. My flight's at 10 to 9, but I've got to get myself from here to London. So early enough, start, probably leave the house about 4, half 4, something like that. Oh dear. And uh, also joining us, back off his a lovely trip to Lusty Bag. How are you, Mr. Kitchen? Yep, all good, mate. All ready to go. Um, been a long day, so as I say, Davies, uh, I'm using his excuse to try and get it done as quick as possible, which is perfect. <laughs> uh, before we get stuck into the games, just quick thanks to everybody who came along to the View from the Bridge lives, both before and after the game in McCool's. Um, as always, we really enjoyed it, and thanks to the guys who came up and joined us on stage. Not least, the, we had a couple. We had a an Augsburg fan joined us before the game and gives us a bit of an insight to his team. And then after the game, we had Colin Shields, we had Deco, we had Murph and Paul Eddie, we had, who else did we have? We had, uh, we had Liam Morgan, we had Jordan Smotherman, we had Mark Garside. Had Mark Garside. And, uh, and, and as much as I tried to give some, st- uh, some uh, media info and, and trivia at the end of it, Davey shut me down, but you know, that's fine. Well, yes, by that stage, it was half past 11. You had one, one over eight by that stage, Patrick. You were starting to dribble a wee bit, so it was time to say goodnight, you know? Absolutely the right time. But a big thanks to everybody who showed up. Uh, we really enjoyed doing it. And, uh, yeah, big cheers to that. And maybe we'll do another one later in the year. Before we get stuck yes, in this before, one. Before you get stuck in, Patty, we shout out to Janet Wilson for bringing what yeah. are now known as 15s. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Augsburg Panther fans were really... Munching on them and thought they were fantastic. So thanks, John. Did did we get any of them? I had one, yes. But the the so our our guests from from uh, Europe sort of quaffed them quite quickly. Yes, showing showing the Bavarians our hospitality, and who knows, they'll, they'll return to favour when we arrive on Sunday. Maybe who knows? Uh, again, before we get stuck into the games, big shout for the Kingdom of the Giants website. Um, a great article today from Chris Lovell on uh, depression and how going to Giants games has uh, has helped him with uh, with struggling. He's been struggling with depression. And a big shout to everybody who's you know. It's a very difficult thing. I think we've spoke about it before, Davey. It'd be very difficult to do. There are always people out there to help, but it's a it's a good article. Oh yes, and it's fantastic of Chris because Chris is obviously go go read it and you'll you'll get a bit, little bit of a story. Um, you don't make don't never never make light of um, depression, but he just be thankful he wasn't around in the uh, the Tony Hand era, and uh, <laughs> you know. But um, that aside, no, a little little joke aside, Chris has, has been very brave there and putting his story out there in the hope 
that it allows space for other people that are maybe suffering similar things that they know that, hey, you can pick the phone up. You send me, says, Patty, anybody at DM, you'll get your phone number. We'll get your phone number. You want to have a chat about hockey. You want to chew the fat. You want to meet Simon and Cargo Coffee for lunch. I bet you any money he'll do that for you. It's, we're all here. We're, I don't use the term hockey family because I don't like it. I, I want to hit the rest of the league. But, <laughs> you know, for Giants fans out there, any hockey fan out there that's suffering, we're here for you anytime. Just pick the phone up, mate. It's another one of the great articles that have been on Kingdom of the Giants in the last wee while. And also, game reports and interviews. Go to kingdomofthegiants.com, but definitely go and check out Chris Lovell's article. Right, let's get stuck in, boys. The Belfast Giants undertook the first of their Champions Hockey League games at home last Thursday to Liberec of the Czech Republic. And what a game it was for those in attendance and those like myself and maybe Davey had watched it on Free Sports. Running through some of the stats, obviously Shane Owen in nets for the Belfast Giants, Justin Peters in nets for Liberec. And Belfast Giants opened the scoring on the power play, Bobby Farnham on two minutes. Libor Hudicek leveled it up on 721 to make it 1-1 before Paddy Ronka, the little, the wee wizard, as he's been known, made it 2-1 to the Belfast Giants about 11.26 into the game. It was back and forth between these two teams and Ronald Knott was able to level the score at 2-2 before the end of the first period. Into the second period and a frenetic second period it was. Uh, the Giants took the lead once again. Brian Ward off a feed from Patrick Mullen and Liam Morgan made it 3-2. And then, well, hits, punches, injuries. We saw Jesse Forsberg unfortunately leave the game. We saw Matt Pellich lay a massive hit. We saw, like I say, a frenetic centre to the, to the second period uh, before Liberec made it 3-3. Lieber Hudicek with his second of the game. After that, we also saw a fight between Kevin Rain and Jan Ordos. And then we saw Petty Jelnik get ejected from the game, five-plus game, after two-minute rough and call, because at 39-40, 20 seconds left in that period, Curtis Hamilton was able to slot it between the screen of Ben Lake and a tight angle on the Liberec goalkeeper, to make it 4-3. The reason Jelinek was ejected was because as Lake celebrated with his hands in the air, he basically Superman dived him to the ground and nearly injured his own goalkeeper in the process. He was gone and we were into the third period. Brian Ward, four and a half minutes into that period, was able to extend the Giants' lead by two to make it 5-3. Goalie was pulled. Justin Peter was pulled at 50-31 after, well, sorry, I nearly forgot, only about a minute after that power play goal at the start of the period, Mark Garside was assessed a slashing call and there was a penalty shot that was saved by Shane Owen. And yes, Justin Peters pulled at 50-31 and uh, Jakob Valski was able to make it 5-4 and maybe give the home team something to worry about, but not so much. The Giants were able to press hard, keep the puck behind to the Brett's goal and see out a famous 5-4 opening win in the Champions Hockey League. With regards to shots on goal, 41 shots to the Belfast Giants, 24 shots to Librec. And says, honestly, we spoke about this before the game and after the game in um, McCool's. Arguably, that was one of the top five games of hockey we've ever seen at the SSE Arena. Absolutely. Um, it had absolutely everything. You've just summed it up more or less perfectly there, Paddy. Uh, you know, it, it, from from obviously Kevin Ray, you know, near taking the head off that guy Ortiz's shoulders and 
Um, you know, sometimes you have some people bite off more than what they can chew and holding on to Kevin Ray and stick. I don't think he'll do that and on Thursday night. Uh, but again, you know, I thought we played really, really well. We started really well. Uh, you know, people got to see. I mean, that was your first time and, and Davy's first time actually seeing the guys um, in the flesh or, or on the ice itself. And um, you know, Bobby Farnham was was outstanding. He, you know, it, it, the one thing that that sort of that came to um, me during the game itself was togetherness. You know, they're they're really in it together. They, you know, they, there was an incident there when um, when uh, Jesse Forsberg went down, uh, and then there was Matt Pellets led the hit, and their guy tried to get a Pellets, and Bobby Farnham's jumping into it, and you know, he, he, you know, he, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's he's got a big, big heart, and um, you know, the, this team this year is going to be very, very exciting to watch, but. You know, we we talked about it over the last number of years about the CHL. I, I said last year, you know, I would have preferred to go into um, back into the Continental Cup if we had won it last year to try and defend it. But I'll tell you what, this is definitely a step up from the, the Continental Cup action. Um, watching that game last year against Ireland from uh, uh, Kazakhstan, uh, and calling the game uh, on Jan's TV was, you know, was was excellent. And it was a really good standard of hockey. The speed of the game, the atmosphere in the arena, uh, and even though there was only just short of three thousand people in on, on Thursday last Thursday night, uh, you know it was it was loud. It was really loud, um, and you know commend to all the Giants fans for that. There was a small sprinkling of, of Czech fans that made the way over, but um, you know the atmosphere was brilliant. Everything you know sort of got together to make it, as you say, probably one of the best we've seen at the SSC Arena. It's going to take on some top of that. Uh, you know, for the rest of this season to see a better game. Absolutely. You know, the game against um, uh, on Saturday and against Augsburg will come on to talk about. And it. really good as well. But that game against Liberace last week was, was top, top notch. Davey, a lot of that is down to the way the Belfast Giants played. You know, you can say the, the competition is one thing and, and people's opinions on what sort of standards the, the, the competition brings. But that Belfast Giants side that, is, that has been formed and was put out there against Liberace, they're fast. They're physical, and the game was a bit ill-mannered as well. Yeah, I think um, from talking to a few of the guys, you know, we, we'd sort of set out with a plan of, of using the, the TV breaks, power breaks, whatever they call them, to our advantage to, break. To, to make the period into small chunks, so the six or seven minute chunks rather than 10 or 20 minutes. You go out, try and do something special in the first. We did. We came up with that early power play goal. We did the same in the second period, you know, a couple of minutes, three minutes in the second period scored, and same again in the third period. So we're coming out to nice fast starts, getting goals. You know, I think it was maybe four four minutes into the in the third period, um, Brian Ward comes up with a power play goal. We're good special teams. There was a lot of special teams going on. Let's be honest, mm-hmm. that was there was so much going on on and off the puck. So you know, officials had their hands uh, hands full, and you know, I pat them on the back all the time. I try and stick up, but. There was periods of that game, I don't mean periods, I mean sections of time rather than periods, that they just weren't in control enough for me. I think they made a few bad calls that led to maybe some questionable hits both ways. You know, you had their coach coming out. For me, deflection tactics, trying to talk about a goon show and it was like something out of Slapshot. His own team were far... Second period reminded me of a movie of Slapshot. Yeah, you know, his own team were far, far from, you know innocent and all this, players slashing from the bench, you know, and they were involved in everything themselves. Good job the Giants stuck up for each other. 
as you say, Kevin Rain feeding your man his dinner there was was a sight to behold. And that was, you know, there'd been a little bit of chat, a little bit of chatter going on about Rainer wasn't having the best of games. He hadn't come out to, you know, a sharp start. That really, really livened the crowd up. And, you know, the Giants, as, as you and as Simon have said there, it's one of the most intense games that I've watched at the, at the Odyssey. You know, it was just, it had everything. It had speed. It had high skill plays. It had goals. It had, you know, don't underestimate the uh, the penalty shot save from Shane Owen in the third yes. period. I think they've got it back to 5-3. That would have put it 5-4. They've obviously pulled their goalie towards the end of the game as well. Nice and aggressive on it. He's came out to the bottom of the circles to you know, take the net away, and then he backs up just at a nice pace, takes the goal away. Your man tries a wee, a wee forehand, backhand move, can't get the shot away through, through, the, through the wickets. And, you know, the Giants, for me, were good value for the win. Let's take nothing away. You know, this isn't the... You know, we're playing above ourselves or anything like that. This Giants team has that speed and has that little edge that's going to be required. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not getting too high on the CHL. This is all about the Giants for me. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm going to support them tomorrow because it's my team. If they were playing in the Continental Cup, I would hopefully be there as well. I really, really enjoyed the game. And I really, really enjoyed Saturday night's game. So from that aspect, as Simon has said as well, the standard of the play is off the charts to what we're used to. The Ireland game, maybe aside, you know, they're the sort of the European games that really stand out as high, high quality, high speed, high scale, high power, physicality, all the things you want. And if the CHL brings that brilliant and all that that comes with it, I still, if we were defending it, I would want to be in the Continental Cup because I want to be in a cup. I don't. I still believe in this Giants team passionately. I don't think we can win the Champions Hockey League this season. That's maybe something that progresses. We go through this. We hopefully qualify again next year. You know, and you progress and you progress and you never know where this league can go. But at the minute, you know, I, I would think getting out of the group stage is probably a victory. Um, but it was a really, really enjoyable game, right from start to finish. Bobby Farnham, you know getting involved in everything that he could. Referees, obviously, obviously watching out for him because there was one, he, he takes a roughing call. Mm-hmm. After a late hit, he gets involved in a bit of scrum and he takes a roughing call. And from then, you know, after the penalty, he skates back to the bench and has a chat with Kiefer. And, and the next time there's a, a sort of melee, he skates he straight skates to the bench with, it, with, away, with, his, yeah. with his hands up going, can't get involved, lad, sorry. And you can't take that out of Bobby Farnham's game. That's what he's employed to do. Um, he just has to, to work out where the line is with the referees, as I said, and they covered themselves in glory, called what they had to call, and, you know, the chance it came away with that, that victory, then putting the goalie and getting that goal, made it a little twitchy at the end, but tell you what, the final shift of the game, I think it Brilliant. was Bobby Farnham as well, says, correct me if I'm wrong, I can't remember, but Bobby Farnham holds the puck in, press the, behind the goal, two, 200, 200 feet from our own goal, they can't score from there, and somebody else joined in, there's two or three of them, and we just press, 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 Kept that puck in there, get it on their skates, and uh, saw the game. I fantastic. I really, what I really like. Sorry, I know I'm going on a wee bit here. What I really like was the first period was great. The second period was that period that was full of emotion. Really, really mm-hmm. building. As, uh, the game sheet actually says three thousand four hundred. I would question that maybe, but um, coming out in the third period, getting that early goal, going five three up. The, the Giants were able to then manage the clock. I thought they'd done really well taking the emotion out of the game. You know, the the penalty shot was just one minute after that. The Giants stay 5-3 up. I thought we controlled the game really well. We didn't take any penalties really worth talking about. Um, Doobie takes a 
And Dupai takes a penalty for slashing, I think, with about five, six minutes to go, and they were able to, you know, really put pile the pressure on there. But, you know, for me, a real professional, and, and you've seen the likes of Matt Pellich and all these guys that have been around are, are some class acts there. So a real professional performance, nice win, three points. Thank you very much. Sorry for jumping in, Paddy. Let's not take away, you know, the, uh, yes, it was a fantastic result, but, you know, looking, if you, if you go on to Liberec and, and look at the uh, experience that they have, you know, this is a team that's won the Czech League three of the last four years. You know, they lost in the, the playoffs last year, the playoff final, uh, to obviously do the double in, in the Czech Republic. You know, three three championship wins in four years. They were in the semi-final loss last year of the the CHL. Um, they've got, you know, when they look at they talk about experience, look at the amount of games that, you know, per team itself and 673 uh, games played in the NHL, uh, 5,000 games played in the Czech League, 528 in the KHL, nearly 800 and uh, nearly 900 actually in AHL. This is a team littered with, with experience. It's the team that, you know, you can't stress this enough. We, we, that is a massive, massive result, especially playing at home. Uh, you've got 13 guys playing their first competitive game together. Actually, technically, you've got 20 guys playing their first yeah. competitive game together. But, you know, this, this, that's not take away anything from what the, what the Giants have, have achieved here. This is absolutely massive. And, you know, there was an email come through, um, I, I can't remember if it was today or yesterday, from the CHL. You know, you register as, as part of the, uh, all the competition and stuff like that. They got an email through and saying um, that, the, you know, the, the atmosphere in Belfast is just under 9,000 fans. Uh, were treated to two fantastic games at the SSC Arena. The, what the boys done on Saturday, or sorry, Thursday night was absolutely outstanding. Uh, I've already touched on it. I'm really looking forward to the rest of this season. Um, and I, as Davy says, I'm not going to get too high on the on the CHL. Uh, you know, we've got off to a great start. As I said to Bobby Farnham when I was talking to him the other day, uh, you know, if it offered you th- four points uh, at the on Thursday morning before you even stepped on the ice, would you have took it? And he says absolutely. So. Four points after two games. We'll go on to talk about the the um, uh, Saturday night game now. Well, before we do, I do want to actually come back to this point. Second period reminded me of a movie of Slapshot. And says, I'll stick with you. Like The, the interview with uh, with Patrick Augusta at the end of the game, you say, no, it's a great win for the Belfast Giants. But how much is how much of it is an embarrassment as well, deliberate considering, did they show disrespect in chartering a flight that arrived only three hours before the game? I think so. Absolutely. You know, uh, in football, I know that you have to be in the country of the team that you're playing the night before. Um, when you look at Saturday's game, they came in on the Friday. Uh, you know, it's it's all good and well. You know, getting, I think it was you told me this, Paddy. You win the, the extra league in the Czech Republic, you get a million euros. Yeah. A million euros. Let's put that into perspective. You know, that is... <laughs> That's a hell of a lot more than what our wage budget is for the year. A hell of a lot. And, you know, when you're, when you're taking into consideration, you know, it's, what is it, 60, maybe 70 grand to charter a flight there? It's, it's, it's probably good business for them, uh, so they thought. I, I think if we were in the same position next year, they'll be here the day before. Right on then. On, on to Saturday uh, and the game against Augsburg, uh, which was punctuated by the fact that 
there were so many Hogsburg fans in the rink. We'll come to that in a second. In regards to the game, the Belfast Giants were beaten in overtime 3-2. Goalkeepers were Shane Owen and Marcus Keller for Augsburg, and it was Augsburg who opened the scoring on 6-48 with Matthew Fraser at his first of the game. That was levelled towards the end of the period by Jordan Smotherman to make it 1-1. And then Patrick Ronka with a lovely finish, having sort of put the brakes on, letting the D-man go straight past, having the time and space to slot it into the back of the net to make it 2-1 2-1 to the Belfast Giants at the end of the second. Early into the third, Augsburg were equalised. Uh, and towards the end of the third period, with just over a minute left, the Giants thought they had scored the winner when Bobby Farnham tapped it past Keller in the goal. It was reviewed for quite a long time before the referees waved it off as a high stick. So into overtime we go, and overtime only lasted 31 seconds, three on three before Matthew Fraser was able to score the winner and take two points for Augsburg, one point for the Belfast Giants. Um, we've got shots on goal, 26 shots on goal for the Belfast Giants, 33 shots on goal for the visitors. Um, Davey, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, we, we spoke to the guys from the Augsburg before the game and they said about how they had a, a physical team. I didn't find it an overtly physical game or maybe that's just in comparison to Thursday night. It's maybe one of those situations, Paddy, where both team knew both teams knew the habit in their locker if they needed it. Mm. Um, but it, it it was much more a game of high speed and high skill. Um, Punchy had a pretty good goaltending from both ends. I thought their goaltender yeah. played really, really well. Um, there was one stick save where he got himself slightly out of position, and there's a shot from the blue line that he's no business making that save that he he manages to. But you know. We knew their power play would be extra special. Um, slightly different from Liberets that they came in the day before, and and they came out. They were really well prepared. They've, they've got a they've got a goal fairly early in the game that puts us a little bit in the back foot, but we've kept plugging away and we've came up with a really good power play goal from Smo in the just coming up to the end of the first period, which was which was you know was kind of critical that that we came out then you know on level terms. I think we 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 deserved it. Um, the goal by Ronka is something special, mate. To be well, honest with you, it, you know the way it, he comes down the wing and hits the brakes. Stops. Yeah, P- patient and then finds the hole. Just kind of waits until a, there's a little bit of traffic comes in front of the goaltender and nice wrist shot past him there. So, um, you know that was good as well. Obviously, they come back into the game again. I suppose the key, the key moment, I suppose the talking point of the game is Bobby Farnham's no goal as it, it's you know it's called like pretty quickly by the line. You call the goal on the ice. The linesman obviously then comes in pretty quickly and says we need to look at that again and uh, they, they took an age which some people think that's going for you some people going against you my initial reaction in the stand with when I was standing with Phil and Stevie and Keelan and that was to say that looked at full speed a high stick because somebody it was in the row behind us says why, why you not celebrate why do you not think it's a goal and I said I think you know there's a possibility that's slightly high but um from the replays, no, that's and Bobby Farnham himself. You'll you'll hear him probably later in the podcast. You know, talks about how he's quite small. And okay, he's elevated, borderline, borderline. I haven't seen a a conclusive. That, that's just because I haven't really been over it this weekend or this week. I haven't seen a conclusive video that shows it's definitely a high stick. There, there probably is one out there. You know, I'm sure they got the call right. And unfortunately for us, that sucked a little bit of energy out of us, I suppose, and, and gave them a little bit of energy. They've come up with a really, really, it's a set play, clearly, for that drop pass, drop pass, yeah. third man coming in, rifles it. 
disappointing that it was a kind of giveaway um, when, when we've got the, the three-on-three. When you've got that puck in three-on-three overtime, you have to look after it because you turn it over, you're giving up odd man rushes. And that's unfortunately what happened. They have came away with the extra points. And, uh, you know, I think uh, had we won the game, I don't think they'd have complained too much. Their coach was very humble in victory, which you like to see as well. And uh, he kind of said he felt he deserved to, to take the extra points. But at the same time, had the Giants won, he wouldn't have been going away with any complaints. So, uh, you know, uh, disappointing. I, I, I'm, I'm sure Simon would agree. And I think you've probably said it in questions to people as well, says if you'd been offered four points on Thursday morning, you would have took them. But when you have three already in the bag and you feel a wee bit, I'm sure there was a little bit of deflation in the locker room after the game. Mm. But then, you know, you get a day or two to rest and you're back on the ice, I'm sure. You know the, the the points that we've got after those two games will be a real thought on that. Yeah, I think you're right, David. And it's you know again when you're saying about obviously picking up the three points from Thursday, going into the game with a lot of confidence. Um, you know it, it's you just want to win and and get it the overtime. Uh, you, you've already touched on um, their goalie. I thought he was outstanding. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He won the game for them. Like you know we had a couple of great A chances and. Um, and the other thing, the other side of things is we haven't really mentioned Shane Owen here. You know, mm-hmm. Shane Owen was—I thought he was excellent on uh, on Thursday night. I thought he was even better on Saturday night. You know, on, on Saturday night itself, he's—you know—he's come up with two or three big, big saves. And Thursday night, um, I, I don't know if you mentioned it there, David, when you were chatting about the penalty shot save as well. You know, it's—it's it's absolutely massive. That was crucial, crucial save at a crucial time, and you know. Going down that goal after was it six minutes or something, six, seven minutes, um, you know, it, it's always difficult, especially with the crowd that they had. And, you know, they, they that team would have thought it's a home game for them because the amount of noise that those guys were making. The only thing that that um was different for me, Debbie, when you were talking about their, uh, the uh the goal which was disallowed for Farnham, um Patty and I were were sitting together at that point. Mm-hmm. Right down in the front row, and literally saying, "This is great. You know, if we can get this to overtime. It'd be fantastic." Farnham knocks that puck into the net. I don't think I've moved. Paddy, I don't think Paddy's moved as quick in his life either. <laughs> so he was off the left. I was off the right up them steps, and then I literally as soon as I turned around, I seen Mike Mike Hicks running from where he was, and he's me. Oh, and you know, you just knew that he was going straight over to have a look at the at the. Yeah, um, and that's literally. I, I didn't. I didn't even comprehend it being. A high stick. It was just elation when, when I thought we'd got the winner as well. Um, and then obviously with a, with a pretty good view of the um, that uh, walked over to uh, the screens where Dave Laurie was sitting and, and, and Mike kicks him through it. And to be honest, I think they made the right call. Um, you know, you talk about the officials on Thursday night, you didn't think they, they covered themselves in glory. I thought Saturday night the officials did pretty well. And, um, you know, we had our chances to win that game. You know, uh, I, I don't know how many power plays we had. I think it was about five or six, maybe even yeah, seven. Lot, um, so. You know, you're you're only picking up one uh, one power play goal on that. Uh, and you know, our discipline was better on Saturday night. Um, we didn't take as many penalties, and 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 then obviously, you know, as I say, the official I thought did very very well. But as I say, four points out of two Champions League games at home um, against two top teams. Uh, you know, it's a very, very good start. Uh, but it, again, it all, you know, it's all sort of peels away in the insignificance if we don't go over to the Czech Republic and Germany and, 
and put in a performance. You know, again, I don't think we're expecting to go out there and, and wipe the slate with either of these two teams. You know, it's going to be very, very difficult. But um, again, I think that, that Adam Keefe and, and Stewie and Bass and obviously Steve Thornton, I think they'll be very, very pleased the way this group of players has come together in such a short space of time to put in those two performances in those two games. You're right, says there were seven power plays in that game for the Belfast Giants, and Giants only actually took two two minor penalties in the whole game. On the Farnham incident, does stick with you is the fact that it was interesting. I know you'd gone at that point, but it was interesting when Murph and Eddie were on stage in View from the Bridge Live, and they suggested that it was so tight that it, they were surprised that it didn't just go with the home team. Like if that call is the same in, for Liberty or that call's the same for Augsburg in their rink, nine times out of ten, you'll call it for the home team because it's so tight? Probably. Um, you know, again, with puck luck, you know, we, we've you take it when it comes along and, and you're, you're disappointed when you get it. We got it last year. Uh, the puck was like a mile over the line against Cardiff um, and Tom Darnell didn't see it properly. So, again, you know, when you look back at at, uh, at games from last season, you know, and, and, and look at the trophies that were won, you know, that that that's that's the, the title winning point, you know, and yep. um, yeah, it is it is disappointing as I say after not and and literally getting so close, you know, and you know we we haven't really talked about individuals here. Everything we're talking about is about the team, and that that's for me that's absolutely outstanding. But when you do break it down and you see the players that that you know went out there, how good was Garcia at the weekend? Yeah. You know, Gary played outstanding. You know, he started out uh, on Thursday night as a picking up the, the injury to, to, to Forsberg, and he slotted back in the back end as if he'd never been away. Uh, Patrick Mullen, you know, three points on Thursday night. Um, you know, he obviously picked up the, the top point score jersey on the Saturday. Uh, I think Liam Morgan's got three points over the two games. You know, this is a kid that came straight in from from uh, the Union College and. and you know, we talked about him a few weeks ago, and we're going, "Is this a gamble?" Yeah, not not according to the way he played on Thursday and Saturday night. Yep. You know, we have got some very, very, very good players, and but because of, and I think we're all honest enough. Um, you know, when we're talking about the the, the players, the the way, uh, if you know, if they if they're having a bad game, you know, you, you certainly want to point that out to a certain extent. We're not here to rip the players that are playing for the Belfast Giants. By all means, if they're not playing for the Giants anymore, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to keep it clean for Kuda FM here. But, um, <laughs> you know, they can they can do one. But while they're wearing a Belfast Giants uniform, then we'll, we'll pay them the respect that they're due. And every single one of those guys that pulled on that shirt at the weekend and last Thursday night deserve absolutely massive plaudits. Because coming in... You know, that your first two competitive games, yeah, it's all good. You know, having a couple of, of uh, friendly preseason games and stuff like that. But it's completely different. The level that they stepped up to last Thursday night and then Saturday from the from the two weekends beforehand is a huge difference. A huge difference. And for them to step up and play at that level, at that speed, was absolutely outstanding. And again, Saturday night for me was very, very difficult. I do think that Mike Hicks and the, the officials made the right call on the disallowed goal. I, I, that, you know, watching the, I, I, watching the game back and watching the, the, uh, the angles that we had, 
I do think the right call was made. Um, and as I say, it's just very disappointing. 30 seconds in, um, we turn the puck over and and, uh, and and obviously they take advantage of it. But that's not taking anything away from Augsburg. They're a good team as well. You know, they're, they're yeah. big number 27. He got the game winner. He got the, I think Fraser. he got the first goal. He did, he got uh, two in that game. You know, he's he's a decent player, and and again, they they're littered. That, that team's littered with with very good players as well. And yep. you know, the LeBlanc, we we talked to the guys um, from Augsburg, the fans. Mm-hmm. You know that they were they were telling that that he's going to be their their top player, and and he stood out for me. And um, uh, you know, again, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how we fire up against them um, in uh, Augsburg on, on Sunday. That win for Augsburg gives them two overtime wins, put them top of the group. But three teams in that group, Group C, are tied on four points. Augsburg top four points, two overtime wins. Lulia got a overtime loss to Augsburg and then a regulation win over Liberec. They have four points. They're second in the group. Belfast Giants third in the group, four points with one one regulation win, one overtime loss, four points. Liberec no points. Uh, two regulation losses. Uh, before so before we, I've got one more point to make. But before I do make it, the both game reports, the highlights, the full press audio of the press conferences, and all the interviews that we were able to do, you can find them at kingdomofthegiants.com. Davy, I can't leave this game behind without talking about the fans for Augsburg. They. They they marched their way from the cathedral quarter all the way to the rink. There was around a thousand of them. They took over that side of the arena, and um, we we enjoyed seeing the GKS Cataviche fans in the Continental Cup. But this was equally, if not better. I think they are the best group of away fans. Not not for like a, a mini tournament or anything we've had. You know, a team a, a group of fans coming for one game. I thought they were absolutely outstanding. I was standing right by them because I was, I was doing the stats with the guys just under the TV gantry there. And uh, so we were like six, eight feet from them. And they took those three blocks and they went at it hell for leather for, what was it their banner said? You know, live wild, die free or something yeah. like that. And that's just the way they got on. And when the goals went in, the beers went up. Okay, some people got splashed and took that badly. But, you know, for me, I love... I would love to be amongst them as a Belfast Giants fan. I would love if we could do something like that. It just looked like the most fun you could have a hockey match. Did it spill over at times? Yes, but in a, in a, in, you know, that's what that's what I would have, you know, I don't mind that. I just thought they were class from start to finish. And I know that one lady who, I'm not sure whether she listens to the podcast or not, she said to me when I was coming in at the end of the Second period. I hope you're taking notes on this. There's there's hand gestures and there's bad words. Now. It's brilliant, <laughs> does not it? You know, um, it, it's just one. Of those. Yes, it got, the works. It got out of hand a wee bit because of the situation that there was some Belfast Giants fan, and amongst them there was season ticket seats. So not ideal, but it also wouldn't have been ideal to have pockets of ten and twenty Germans here, there, and everywhere through the through the stadium. They wanted to be together. I think that something to learn for the organization is that we, when the tickets come out, I don't know whether they'll bring the same amount of fans. I don't think they will. It's much more difficult to get from there to here. And let me tell you, it's much more difficult to get from here to there. But um, in terms of if we go back into the CHL again and you would have another German team and you could 
note that you're going to sell 600 to 1,000 tickets or whatever, you've got to move the Belfast Giants fans out of that section, rehome them just for one night, and the Belfast Giants just, fans have to be have to be big enough to say, you know what, I'll sit somewhere else for a night. I'll, I'll not be too precious about my season tickets. See, just you know, embrace an away team like that, bringing the fans and, and making it the spectacle. It was we were down in the tunnel, Paddy. It must have been 25, 30 minutes after the final hooter. And those guys were all still going absolutely mental in the stands, tops off, you know, <laughs> having a great, great time. And I hope you think of the money that those guys, they were talking about £800 a head before they bought a drink. I think the money that came into Belfast and the economy over the weekend, that's not even ever mentioned in the press. There's not too many rugby teams come to Ravenhill and bring a 1,000 fans with them. Or there's certainly not a football team comes to Northern Ireland during the season and brings a thousand fans with them. So you know we're doing something right, and it's to be applauded. And I just think their fans were outstanding. Standard DEL sort of approach. You could have mm. you could have predicted it because that's just the way they. And those those fans that are going to be going to Augsburg uh, this weekend are in for a treat because having been to quite a few DEL games myself. That is the way they get on. German sports fans just get on it, be it football, be it hockey, be it whatever. That's just the way they are. And I was stood at McHugh's and I just heard this noise and I looked down past uh, past the Albert clock and, and there was this parade, this march coming through. I don't think they contacted the Parades Commission, so I don't know how that's going to go down. But they, there was this march came walking through of all these Germans. Who was at the front of it? Oxo probably. Oxo, of course he was. The, um, the, but uh, they just came walking through, and the police who were there didn't know what was going on because obviously they, you know, they they weren't expecting a thousand Germans walking through the centre of Belfast. But when they got to the rink, they were just says they were phenomenal, unbelievable. It was, you know, I was uh, I was in Hill Street on Monday, um, and the, the the bars that are around there sort of. You know, I, I would through through my own work at phone cab, I would pop hotels and, and uh, bars in Belfast and see if make sure everything's okay. The ones that we service and look after the customers, uh, see if everything's okay from the weekend. And and doing that, you know, the, the managers and the reception, all the you know, the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a hockey fan, and, and they were saying that the fans were absolutely brilliant. You know, they stayed all over the city. Um, the hotels were. We're very, very busy at the weekend. There's a, as you say, the Cathedral Court Saturday afternoon. Um, I don't think it's been that busy for quite some time. Yes, you get it on a bank holiday Sunday, or if it's a really, really good day on a Saturday uh, during the summer and stuff. But they they said that it was so colourful with all the hockey jerseys, the Duke York was bar, uh, Thursday Court, all these different bars in the Cathedral Court, absolutely round. Yeah, and then you know they they met outside the side door hotel. Uh, marched down Skipper Street, turned left on the High Street, right across past McHugh's, over the bridge and into the arena. And yeah, there was a brilliant video from uh, uh, Victoria Stevely, um, who was sitting in the new UTV building right across the river. Um, and she could literally see the fans walking the whole way along the river and into the arena. Um, and I, again, I, I echo what you said, Paddy. You know, that's from, I'd never been to the DEL game yet. Um, I'd really like to go. Uh, and I remember going to, you know, it's it, I'm definitely it definitely on the bucket list. Um, but I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, they're running about there. Um, you know, as Davy said, we could see down the tunnel where we're standing after we're doing the interviews and stuff. Um, and they were still singing and and fair play, little the the, uh, 
uh, Augsburg players had come out onto the ice after that. Mm-hmm. You guys had went into the uh, press conference with Adam, um, and I'd stayed out to talk to, was it Smo? Yeah. I think we talked to after that did, game. Yeah. Um, and literally, we'll just turn around and all the the, uh, the fans that made the trip. And as I say, I, I, I would like to think, obviously, taking the points away was going to help. But, um, you know, I, I would like to think that they had a great time um, in our city. And, and, uh, and, and hopefully, again, that's not going to be the last time uh, we'll see that sort of atmosphere because it was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, standard DEL fair. I absolutely love it, and it's like when let's know if they win the game. Normally, the fans stick around, and normally the team come out and have another second celebration. It's it's just a brilliant atmosphere, and so glad that so many of them were able to come over. And I'm personally looking forward to getting over there this weekend. But something we'll come to. Let's have a few interviews. Um, We'll, we'll come up. First of all, we're going to well later in the show we're going to hear from Bobby Farnham and Adam Keith, but we're going to hear now from Ben Lake and first Curtis Hamilton. Hammy, um, four points against uh, two top CHL teams uh, to start the uh, CHL adventure for the Belfast Giants last week. Uh, how's the, the guys feel about the um, the start? I think the guys feel good. I think we're uh, we're confident, but we know there's we kind of left some points on the table almost, and that we can compete with these guys. It'll be um, it'll be a little bit tougher playing in their ranks, I think. But uh, I think we're up for the challenge, and hopefully we can get, grab a few more points on the road. Um, can you talk us through your uh, your bullet top shelf ball pop and goal last week? Uh, yeah, it was uh, kind of like a broken play, and Molly made a nice pass over to me and just closed my eyes and shot one in. <laughs> Get lucky every once in a while. Um, you make the road trip over to uh, to Liberation tomorrow uh, for the game on Thursday night. Tough game last week. I uh, must be looking forward to Thursday evening again. Yeah, it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see how they play at home and how we respond after the last game, but I think it'll be good, and all the guys are ready for it, so uh, we're excited and ready to go. Sunday, uh, Augsburg, um, they've had just over a 1,000 fans travel to Belfast. Uh, they're probably going to have more in Augsburg on Sunday night, and they made some noise in Belfast, so you must be looking forward to the atmosphere over there. Yeah, it was crazy. The rink was crazy there tonight. It seemed like it was going both ways the whole night, but uh, our fans were loud. They had a ton of fans here, and I've played in that rink before. It should be a good time. It should be a good game. How's you, how are you settling in after uh, just your first few weeks in Belfast? Good, good. I'm getting more uh, climatized now and getting more used to what Kiefer wants and the brand of hockey here. Lager, um two CHL games under your belt, a um, couple of goals and, and uh, obviously four points. Uh, how's the guys feel about the, the first two games? Um, I think we're pretty upbeat right now. Um, obviously that last game uh, we thought we could have got all three points from, but... Um, there's a lot of positives to take from it and still a lot of work, lot to work on, so it's good going forward. As you get ready, uh, a couple of days practice to head away to the Czech Republic and Germany. Uh, road trip, European road trip. There's going to be quite a few fans heading over as well. Uh, what was your thoughts on the Augsburg fans on Saturday night? Yeah, they were, they were pretty wild. Um, they brought a lot of energy into the building. Um, I, think, I think both sides fed off it. Uh, they, kind of, they kind of brought it to us early in the first five minutes there, so... Um, Hopefully we kind of have the same atmosphere going there and we can uh, feed off our fans. Liberec, uh, last Thursday evening, uh, Jazz picked up their first CHL win. A really, really entertaining game both ways and and uh, and obviously coming out with those three points was absolutely massive. Going into this week, um, obviously you've got to make a travel uh, over there. You're not on a chartered flight, unfortunately. Um, but uh, you must be looking forward to the challenge. Yeah, totally. Um, somewhere I've never been before there and Germany, so... Uh it's just going to be cool uh, playing in atmospheres like that and uh, just, just different things and 
Um, I think we're expecting a bit of a hostile environment after that Thursday game, so uh, hopefully we can uh, feed off that and get a result again. And then a couple of days later, you head over to Germany, uh, Augsburg, again, a game at the weekend, uh, losing out with that late, late disallowed goal, um, uh, but obviously losing out on the, on the overtime uh, uh, goal from Augsburg was, was disappointing, but four points out of six is a good start. Yeah, definitely a good start, like you said. Um, but yeah, like I said earlier, um, we, we felt like we, we carried most of the play that game, and other than maybe the first six, seven minutes. Um, so I think we're just going to look to build off our last two periods in that game and play the same way. And I think uh, obviously it's going to be a little tougher going on the road. But uh, I think if we play our game, um, we've shown that we can match up against these teams in the CHL. So, uh, yeah, just looking to build off it. It's time for the first Player of the Month award this season, the Player of the Month for August. We asked you who from the preseason games and the opening Champions Hockey League games you thought was worthy of the first trophy of the year. And from your nominations, we drew up the following shortlist. Number two, Patrick Mullen. Number 17, Matt Pellet. Number 50, Shane Owen. And number 95, Patrick Ronka. Polling is now open. Twitter.com forward slash AVFTB. Get on there and cast your vote as to who you think should be the first recipient of the Player of the Month award sponsored by Phonacab. Right, Player of the Month. So, it's Patrick Mullen, Matt Pellich, Shane Owen, or Patrick Ronka. Uh, Davey, who's your money on? Just as Simon was saying earlier on, um, Paddy, that's a, that's a really good question. And sort of, if you take the exhibition games out of it and just say we're really analysing these two games, it really was a team performance. And it's quite difficult to pick you know, a player who's shown above the rest of them. I thought there's tremendous performances right through the roster. Um, you got to be looking at the guys that were eating up a lot of ice time. The likes of Ronka and, and Pellich, for me, were probably the two outstanding. You know, Ronks has came up with goals on both nights. So for me, you know, I, I wish that this is one of those months that you could wish you could be corny and just give it to them all. But uh, it's a short month and uh, two goals in two games, two big goals in two big games. So uh, for me, I will go with uh, Patrick Ronka. Simon. I'm going to go with Shane Owen. Oh, and I'll tell you why. Tell us. Okay, <laughs> um, because of the boots that he had to fill mm. from the hugest successful Tyler Pescarani, that was never going to be easy for him. Uh, really, really nice guy. <laughs> Very quiet. You know, of the complete opposite of Besco. You don't know Bess. Mad as a box of frogs. Like nice um, hat. <laughs> absolutely outstanding hat. I think he boxy. Um, but you know, from coming in uh, and you know being stuck in at the deep end and, and being told that you're going to play a hell of a lot of hockey the last three years, um, but you're going to play at the top level. You're you know you're the, coming in the team of champions. You're coming in that uh, you know we, we want to retain the trophies that we won last year uh, and then pick up a playoff trophy. Uh, I think he was outstanding at the weekend. Very very difficult for him. Um, you know we. With the, the way we played, uh, being very aggressive, 
uh, on the forecheck, pushing forward, jumping into the play. Uh, you know, it's it's difficult for a goaltender uh, to, to put off, on, you know, the, the saves when he's getting, you know, a lot of shots put on him as well. But that big save on Thursday night to keep the game, um, you know, keep us in front. And I, I think that would have made five. And then they scored with another, wasn't scored in the last minute on mm-hmm. Thursday night um, to get it back to 5-5. Five, five. So I, I thought Shane was outstanding. Don't get, get me wrong, Davies made points there for Boca. Um, You know, you, Matt Pellich played well. Um, I thought, again, I, I touched earlier, Garside was, was brilliant um, over the weekend as well. But for me, on the two first two games that he's played as a competitive action, I'm going to vote for Shane Owen. I've already voted for Shane Owen. I'm going to go Patrick Mullen. I've really liked what I've seen Patrick Mullen assist-wise. He went into that second game of CHL with the top scorer shirt on um, because he is just working so hard at the back, providing he's really quick to get back. I've been very, very impressed. So I'm gonna, my, my vote went to Patrick Mullen. But like you say, lads, the, those two competitive games and the preseason uh, friendlies, you know, they uh, – they were very entertaining, and the team as a whole really stood out. So it's a, it was difficult. You should see. I think we received almost a hundred different, a hundred nominations, and it was quite a wide spread. With everybody really impressed of how this team has been looking so far. So it was difficult to pull these two, uh, the, sorry, these four into a short list. But uh, yeah, Patrick Mullen, Matt Pellich, Shane Owen. Patrick Ronka, get on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash AVFTUB. The poll is there. It'll be open till Friday evening, and we'll present the phone a cab of you from the bridge player of the month trophy at the first home game in the Challenge Cup against the Brayhead, the Glasgow clan, uh, next week. Um, Quick, very quick around the league. Uh, in the Belfast Giants, other CHL slot, which is being taken by the um, Cardiff, uh, the Cardiff Devils, never heard of um, But they've got two wins and they're opening two games, including an overtime win over Gratz that went to penalty shots. So they're doing well. But now that they are also off to the Czech Republic to face Mountfield before well, here, just 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 on that, like you look at the fine fine margins and the wide margins, I suppose. We have a goal chalked back on Saturday <laughs> night like that, and, and they score a goal. And this isn't sour grapes because like, they, they mean nothing to me. Um, but in terms of the competition, in terms of puck luck that Simon was talking about earlier on, they score a goal on, I think it's Friday night. That's offside. six feet, six feet, at least six feet offside. That's a dreadful call by any linesman. By any linesman. Maybe it's a linesman from Cardiff. I believe so, Simon. Yes. There you go. Um, Thanks very much. But well, if you if you're saying that, then maybe you think the linesman from from our neck of the woods might throw us a favour on Saturday night. But sure, we move <laughs> on. We move on. Uh, the uh, do you know what? I knew nothing about it. I, I as much as I see a lot of like Cardiff fans talking about our games, I've not watched a second of the Cardiff games. Zero interest. Um, just saw just saw one screenshot as yeah. you do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the Elite League uh, Challenge Cup action, Sheffield and Nottingham had a home and away uh, Challenge Cup series in a group, I think, where everybody qualifies in the new, the whole new system. But anyway, <laughs> um, the the uh, they, they proceeded to split 
the points. Um, both teams win in their home games. Nine goals conceded from each team across the two games. It was an 8-4 win for the Sheffield Steelers at home and a 5-1 win for the Nottingham Panthers at home. Both teams used both their goalies in both games. So you know, everybody got a run out. Duba, Cantor, Carr, Jackson Whistle, uh, 9-9. Also, Dundee took on the Brayhead Glasgow clan. I don't care anymore, just the clan. Um, In a home and away series. And let's just say Dundee hammered them in both games. Unfortunately, Craig Moore took a bit of a bad hit and and he's out hurt. And um, Did you see that hit? Yeah, it didn't look great, mate. No, bad, bad hit. Um, You know, I I, I know our our WhatsApp group was... chat about Fitzy's interview um, but uh, you know uh, if I was the coach of that team I'd have been really certainly didn't cover themselves in glory with the, the, with the two losses for the clan of the weekend yep two bad uh, losses so, at that yeah so um, and on that I know it's, it never helps but you know Craig Moore uh, I, I, you know I've I seen uh, Fitzy's tweet saying about the Dundee fans um, you know cheering when with Craig Moore's left face down the ice Sorry, Dundee fans, but that's bang out of the order. It doesn't make a difference what fan group it is. Um, never want to see a player face down on the ice and need an assistance. Um, so I hope Craig Moore's okay uh, uh, back on the ice soon. I agree. I totally agree with you. There's no need for any of that from the fan bases. But also, mate, sometimes I think that's a bit rich coming from Fitzgerald. The guy who was, guy who was, you know, when I think back to that Galakos incident and, and everything that was happening there. It's, yeah, it's a, fair, it's a very, very fair point that, I seen Fitzy's tweet about it, but I had uh, beforehand about it. And I, to be honest, I actually seen it on the tweet. Um, actually, I think it might have been Stephen Swan, um, who does the, the comms for, for Dundee uh, Stars TV, um, and he had said about it. So uh, you know, but again, it's a very valid point, Paddy. I think I, I'm quite surprised to see the Dundee Stars fans reacting. I got the guy that played, you know what. Over a hundred times for their yep. club as well. Um, you know who's hit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the hits. Def- oh, I'm assuming it's being looked at by Dops. Um, he definitely the arm follows through and comes up through the hit. It doesn't. It doesn't look good. I've only seen the one angle on it to be fair. Um, so we'll wait and see what Dops come up with. But you know, anyone that takes a, a headshot like that, uh, you know, you don't want to see. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. You want to see your opposition pay the physical price on the game, but nice and clean. You know, you want them hit on every opportunity. You don't want this is a job to these guys. You gotta remember first and foremost. And you know, you only have to look at Brian Riley moving on to Cardiff to see that it's a job. That's all it is. And you know, we want I know I can't remember his name. We we want these guys to be loyal to our club. We want them to love playing in our city. And the vast, vast majority of them come to Belfast and absolutely love it. We love them while we're here and pay them the due respect as Sam was talking about. But you don't want them to get hurt because everybody when you know, I work in construction, I say this all the time, the absolute minimum when you go to work is that you go home safe. And you know, boys get injured in contact sports. There's a difference between being injured and being hurt from a bad play. You don't want these, these headshots have to go out of the game. And I understand, you know, Fitzy, poacher turned gamekeeper and all that. It's, it's difficult for him because anything he says now is going to be played under the microscope of, well, this is what you did when you were on the ice. That's difficult for him, as you say, going after Galakos and then talking about bad hits. It's difficult. That's he. That's a role that he's going to have to, you know, grow into. Adam Keefe, 
certainly was, was, was not without sin when he was on the ice. He played that game right on the line. Remember, we talked only just a couple of weeks ago about the game down in Cardiff there a number of years ago where he, I think he took a maybe a four-game suspension, was it? Yeah. And, you know, if he went out and, and a player did that against one of the Giants, he would speak on the me- in the media as well about it and, and he could be pulled up. It's difficult for players that have played in this league with it being so small and insular and all those all those in the social media world now where all those incidents are still on Facebook and they're still on YouTube and, you know, hi, but what about this? Fitzy will learn from that. It was a brutal interview. He will hopefully get a little bit of coaching on that as well. And he moves forward. Hopefully Craig Moore makes a really speedy recovery. And anybody that cheered that guy being down hard, a guy who's offered, what, four, five, six years to the elite league now, Needs to give their heads a wobble. I'll give I'll give Fitzy a bit of a context there to give him a bit of a fair run. That incident did take place two minutes before the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, Eggles got gets a five plus game for checking to the head or neck, but it's not just that. Is why does that hit take place, or why does he need to make that hit? You say you know, hurt, uh, you know, hit them whatever in the game. Dundee Stars are seven two up in that game. Yeah. 7-2 up in that game. There's no need. There's absolutely no need for that hit. You've already hit them. You've already hurt them. You've won two games convincingly. There's no need for that hit. I, I'm in agreement. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Um, right. Yes. Uh, there is. There was, an, a, there was a friendly game on tonight as well down the road from where I'm sitting right now in Altrigham. And the Coventry Blaze have soundly defeated the Manchester Storm 7-4. Bleh. All is not well in that camp, it would appear. No, Ned Lucevic, the incident's not that long ago where he is not turned out or not turned up. But there seems to be a bit of a, a wrangling between the two, organi- between Lucevic and the storm over paternity leave, maybe, or uh, there seems to be conflicting stories as to from both sides. It's he said, she said. I think the storm themselves have come out and just said that he's not going to be part of the team. I know Le- uh, Lucevic has, has contacted. Friends of his in Fife and whatever to try to get his story out. Listen, to two sides to every story in this one, but there's something. Well, there's always there's three actually. <laughs> well, there's, there's his side, team side, and then there's a truth in the middle somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. correct, mate. Um, right before we preview the two games against Liberty and Augsburg, let's hear from. Well, we'll hear in a minute from Adam Keith, but first of all, Bobby Farnham. Joined by Bobby Farnham after uh, practice on. Tuesday. Tuesday. Tuesday morning, uh, Bobby. Um, first of all, the <laughs> thanks, Taff. Uh First of all, the uh, you had a better view than anybody else in that uh, disallowed goal yeah. on uh, Saturday night. Um, what's your uh, thoughts on it? Obviously, being disallowed. Um, it was close. Obviously, uh, I knew it was close when it happened. Um, I'm a shorter guy, so I was kind of thinking like I know watching the replay, my stick was up, but where you hit it you know I thought it was right around the crossbar level so I thought goal on the ice you know they might stand so they obviously looked at it and, and thought differently as the time goes on the referees are looking at that uh, and obviously you know everybody's just waiting for that decision yeah. um, you know it, it certainly takes a bit of momentum out of the game as well yeah. yeah it does a little bit you know it gives them a, it gives them a little surge too because they didn't lose all of a sudden you know so uh, it was uh, I thought the longer they looked at it the better it was for us but because of the, the, the video evidence but um, you know what it was it was tough and then they wanted an overtime but it was a little bit of a stretch there but two games uh, so far two home games picked up four points if it had said you last Thursday morning uh, that would give you four points without playing the games would you have took it? Yeah I mean four out of six points in this league is great you know we have a good division we played two really good teams so far we're going to play them again 
Um, I think more than anything, it proved to us, you know, what kind of damage and, uh, you know, what kind of team we can be in this tournament, that we can turn some heads and, and uh, do, you know, like I said, do a lot of damage. Heading over to the Czech Republic tomorrow, uh, Liberec put a really tough game up against the Giants last Thursday night. Uh, very, very physical game yeah. as well, so you must be looking forward to it. I am, yeah. It'll be a physical game. They can't, you know. I think emotions got the the better of both teams at times in that game. So I think, you know, it'll be a very physical game again. But I think emotions will be a bit more in check, and everyone, uh, both teams, will be looking for that win more than anything. Moving over to Europe for your first stint in yeah. uh, Belfast, anyway. Um, how's your How's your coming along after the last three four weeks? Yeah, it's great. It's it's been a, a great adjustment. It's been busy and it's been different. Acclimating to uh, you know after playing seven years in North America, it's been different, but it's been different in a great way. The fans and my experience here with the city and the team has been exceptional so far. Adam, uh, your last practice as you prepare for your first away CHL trip. Um, First up is Liberec tomorrow night. Uh, after last week's game, coming out with a 5-4 victory uh, and obviously the Saturday overtime loss, I'm sure the guys are still going into the game with a lot of confidence. Yeah, for sure. I think the guys, uh, you know, they understand now and, and have that belief that we can compete and we can qualify in this tournament, and, and that's big, that once you get that confidence to know that, um, you know, it's a hockey game out there. Uh, yes, the, these teams maybe have a better budget than us, or a higher budget, I should say, um, but, uh, you know, we have a lot of good quality hockey players here that we've shown when we play as a team, we play for a full 60, we can compete with all these teams. So, um, you know, that's huge for us for confidence-wise going into it. But now we're, we're facing a bit of a different beast on the road, but we don't want to really change our play. We just want to go in there. Um, and we don't have to impress anybody. We just got to come out of there with points. How's your preparation been uh, in this week's training as you prepare to head off this afternoon? Yeah, good. Just, again, we're still in that er- early phase of trying to gel everybody and trying to get uh, uh, the right combinations down it does take time um, I'm sure it'll still change from here on out but uh, you know we're fairly confident here going into tomorrow and uh, I think we're looking forward to it we're probably sick of practice and get ready to get going uh, Liberec last Thursday was a, a very physical game are you expecting uh, a similar um, outcome uh, come tomorrow night? We're certainly going to play hard, but we're going to play smart. Um, you know, and that's that's kind of, I guess, uh, you know, our uh, uh, plan going into this is to certainly play hard on them. Uh, I don't think they like it, but uh, we also have to stay out of the penalty box. So um, it's a fine line, you know, between playing hard and, and playing stupid. A couple of days in between uh, the Liberace game and the Augsburg game. Uh, Augsburg brought a, a huge amount of fans I think it was just under a 1,000 to Belfast last week The atmosphere was unbelievable uh, I'm sure you're probably preparing for uh, a very similar atmosphere in Germany Yeah, I think it'll be a great atmosphere there I, m- I remember our times in uh, uh, Landshut and, and Bremerhaven It was a great time for us in the Continental Cup in years past And great atmosphere And I'm sure it'll be more the same uh, and better it uh, for it being a, a deal uh, side, uh, I'm sure, and especially you know seeing that their away uh, fan support, uh, I'm sure their home support is just going to be as good, if not better. Uh, so um, yeah, we're looking forward to to great atmospheres in both arenas and another two quality games. And uh, you know we're going in there to take some points out of the road trip. Uh, a final word um, on all the Belfast Giants fans that are going to make that trip uh, over to the Czech Republic and Germany. Yeah, enjoy the trip just like we are. Uh, we're enjoying the Champions League experience, and uh, you know it's been a long time coming for our club. And uh, we've been off to a great start now. We just want to 
continue uh, to take that into the road trip and uh, I hope that all the fans that are traveling over uh, we can make you proud and, and make you happy and uh, uh, obviously just enjoy the trip I mean it's it's not every day you get to travel Europe uh, supporting a hockey team or playing hockey so uh, um, I'm sure the fans will enjoy the trip and so will the players and so will the coaching staff and the entire staff that's going over so uh, just a real excitement around this Champions Hockey League. Thanks to the lads, says Bobby Farnham. Seems like a nice bloke. Oh, mate, he's such a good lad. I mean, again, he's only been in the country a couple of years, but he just loves being on the ice. I'm, I mean, this is a guy who played in the NHL. Um, you know, he's, he's played the last seven years in North America. His first trip uh, across the pond to, to play in, the, in, uh, in Europe. Um, but even just watching him in practice, you know, He's just so happy to be here, so happy to be playing hockey. You know, he's, he's and, and what a player. You know, he, he, he literally is a cross uh, between Adam Keefe and, and Daryl Lloyd. I mean, he, he's right in there. Like, um, so um, I'm really glad and really happy that, that he's on our team. And, and uh, hopefully it's uh, it's for the long term because I, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch this year. But what a, what a guy. He's just, I mean, he, he will have to get tough on soon as well. Uh, but you want to hear some of the things between him and Taff and Billy? You were you were the one who interviewed him pre-season. That's uh, well, what Simon saying seems to be absolutely correct. Yeah, I, I really really enjoyed the chat with I had pre-season. You know, we the interviews available on SoundCloud, but you know, probably chatted to him for another twenty minutes, half an hour off off the record. And, you know, really excited about getting into Belfast, getting involved in the community, and you know, you see him down at the rink. He's always got a smile on his face. It, you know, win, lose, as we did the other night, he was just as happy, obviously not happy to, to be defeated, but he ha- he keeps the buzz in the locker room. And he's he's going to be one of those guys, the glue guys in the locker room that, you know, always comes to the rink with a smile on his face, loves his job. Who wouldn't? What a job to do. Absolutely. Right, let's look ahead quick, quickly to these two games that are taking place this week also in the Champions Hockey League. On Thursday, 6.45pm, we'll be over in the Czech Republic to face Liebrecht at the Home Credit Arena. And on Sunday at 4pm at the Kurt Fenzel Stadion in Augsburg to face the Augsburger Panther. Um, the two games, Premier Sports for the Liebrecht game on Thursday, Free Sports for the Augsburg game on Sunday, I believe. And the Premier Sports game, who's the man behind the mic, Simon Kitchen? Ah, that's going to be me. Looking forward to it. Um, yeah, it's with obviously being on Premier Sports and that Belfast Jam decorum, um, <laughs> uh, but it'll not be from me. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, I'm Colin Shields and myself are going to be calling the game, um, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's uh, it's um, it, it's big big game for us, and and hopefully we can we can do do well and come out with the points. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens and. Uh, it's going to be a big, big game. Second period reminded me of a movie of Slapshot. <laughs> Davey, you're, you, while, while Sis is behind the mic, you're on your way out there. I am. I'll be going middle of the night here, get the flight to, flight to Prague from London, and then don't know how I'm getting the liberates from, from there. I'll work that out when I get there. And then I'm on a fun bus with the rest of the Giants, boys and girls, back to Prague. Dr. Thomas has uh, very kindly rented me half his room for a night. And then back on a flight to Bristol for lunchtime on Friday. It's going to be a whirlwind sort of, what, 30 hours or so. But uh, Are we going sure to expect be- anything 
well, what are we expecting? Because obviously, like I said earlier on, they're going to be embarrassed and hurting from what happened. They've got no points in this group. <laughs> you know, Simon, as Simon said the other night, to the Germans, nil point. <laughs> to the Germans, uh, nil point. <laughs> but, um, but yes, yeah, the, we're, we're, we're expecting be, a backlash. Well, yeah, are we? Will, will Liberets come with a, a game plan to try and blow us away, or will they bring that physicality game, which I think that'll suit us down the ground? I think our best opportunity of winning here is getting involved in a bit of a war. Um, Getting the, they're getting that special team ours. I think we've looked really, really good on the power play. We've we've also looked really good uh, all strengths, you know, um, even and uh, shorthanded. But um, we've got good goaltending. It's it's one of those party. I could look at it and go cliche again. You know, they've got good goaltending. We've got good goaltending. I think their goaltender can be got at if they play the same guy that they played last week. I think um, we'd do the same again. We'd break the game down into little chunks. We'd try and come out sharp at the start of each period, and then you defend defend with your lives we block shots for fun the other night there's some guys in that team are getting that adam keith mentality i will block a shot with my face if i have to because it's for the good of the team there's team guys in there and we are team tough as well and you know you just can't i i really can't call this game it's gonna be it's gonna be a barnstormer hopefully game on sunday um i'm heading out to that one taking a flight out to munich on on Saturday morning, and uh, I believe there's a bit of a festival going on in Augsburg over the weekend as well. So I'm uh, really looking forward to enjoying that. And uh, it, it's interesting, Simon, because from these two games, if you want to progress in the Champions Hockey League, you need to get an away win. So you know, which of these two games do you think is the best chance? First one. Absolutely. Get stuck in. Um, you know, it's not going to be easy in Liberec. Uh, again, come to them, they are favour, so they're going to have to push the game. Uh, I think they'll start very, very quick on Thursday. Um, and uh, I just think we need to be disciplined. I think that's the most important uh, word that we're going to have for, for Thursday night's game and Sunday night's game. Uh, you know, when, you, when we're playing, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're playing in these different barns and you're, play, you're doing the traveling. You know, we, we unfortunately can't, don't have the funds to do a chartered flight. Um, so, you know, you've got to travel me. I know Taft's worried about some of the stuff, making sure it all gets to where it's got to get to. Um, you know, he was, he was, uh, the boys were training this morning, uh, and then, you know, Taft's got to get all the gear ready. Um, as soon as he gets to the Brits tonight, uh, I think they're due there around about half 11, 12 o'clock. He's got to get to the rink. He's got to get all the gear unpacked because it'll be wet from training this morning. So, you know, it, it's going to be a long night for Taft. A lot of guys, I mean, yes, the players are important now. You know, they'll go to their bed and try and get rest as much as possible. Um, but again, it's not ideal traveling the day before. Uh, you know, you've, you, your, your meal times are all messed up. You've potentially got to eat airport food. and um, So it's, it's not ideal. However, Adam Keefe's not a guy of excuses. Uh, he'll come out and he'll expect a performance from them. Um, so Thursday night's going to be very, very important. Sunday, um, again, two days rest in between could be absolutely vital. Uh, you know, Augsburg, I, I'm not sure when they play their first. When do they play uh, Lulea? Uh, do they play same night as us Thursday or do they play Friday? Uh, I'll check for you. Hold on. Let's I, just, I just couldn't remember what that is. So, you know, if it's, you know, they've got to, um, you know, they've got to play Lulea and, and that'll be a tough game as well for them. So they've, I think that's at home for, for Augsburg as well. They play the day after us. Okay, so they play on the Friday. Um, and that, again, that's going to be a tough, tough game for them. 
But it's it's at home, isn't that right? Or is yes, it away? They play they play Lily at home because they've already beaten them away. Okay, so um, you know it's it's, it's going to be another um, uh, obstacle put in front of us. But again, I expect the ball and give it every, absolutely everything they've got, and I've no doubt that's going to happen. Those two games, Thursday night, 6.45, Premier Sports, if you're not travelling over to Libreck, if you, or you might already be there. Um, and on Sunday, 4pm against Augsburg on Free Sports. Uh, any other business? Um, no? I have a little bit. I would, like to, I would like to say a thank you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Excuse you. Out there and do this right. I'd like to thank Steve Thornton and everyone involved the Belfast Giants that lent me the Elite League trophy last week allowed oh, yeah, me to right. go up to a few sick people around the place that people that are pretty ill was able to get up to a local nursing a couple of local nursing homes and were able to get up and thanks to Laura Small up to the Northern Ireland Children's Hospice up um, in Antrim there they do an amazing job um, yeah. look them up um, Northern Ireland Children's Hospice on Twitter they need support. They don't get very much governmental support. They need millions of pounds every year to keep that facility running. It's a 10-bed unit. At the minute, they're only able to use seven of the beds because of funding. Now, that's unacceptable to me when you've seen around it. If you ever get the chance, they're so open door to take you in there and let you see around it. It's an eye-opener, and you see the little rooms that they go into. Everybody knows what a hospice is for. You know, it's respite as well, but it's not. It's an end of life care as well as respite and stuff. It's a very sad place, but it's a joyous place as well. They make the life of someone who's up there incredible. The staff that work up there are incredible. And if you can afford to throw a few shillings their way, go for it. If you can support them in other ways through publicity or anything, get other people to donate. Or they're looking for gardeners over the summer periods. You can go up there and do a little bit of gardening during the week, at the weekends, whatever. Just any kind of volunteerism that you want to get involved in. There's millions of good causes out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not promoting this above anything else. But it's obviously something that we Blakey uses from time to time as well. Get well soon and see him. He's still in uh, Blossom and up there in the in the children's hospital. Get well soon, Blakey. But, you know, it's difficult for families to, to be up there. And it's, it's a place that is inspiring. And thanks as well to Smo for coming up. And, and taking his time the day after a game didn't have to do that but you know that Jim Glasby clause that those you know whether it's actually written down or not those guys buy into our city and go up and represent the club in, in a really really great professional manner talking to those kids and those kids obviously you know look up the guys like him it was really really nice to be involved so thank you to everyone that allowed me to do that here here uh, as from you Simon no, not tonight. Not tonight. All right, then. Uh, but but just to say, David did a great job thing there last week. Um, you know, it's oh, no, no, no. Uh, you're just in a, a shut up. Um, <laughs> you know, it, you, you, it's it's not every day that an organisation would would let you take that, it's, and, and that just goes to show that you know Belfast Chance isn't just any club. Um, you know, you taking that out there, taking it into people who would you know maybe just put up a bit of a smile on their face, David. Just. You're up at your your nanny's uh, uh, nursing home, and and um, I'm surprised because you went to Donald, you got it back out again, which was fair play to you. <laughs> but um, you know, that's a it's a really nice touch, and, and as I say, we all know what Laura does, and um, I know she doesn't like getting um, plaudits very often, but uh, without Laura on this uh, Belfast Giants um, organization, that would be a lot worse off. Mate, she is simply incredible. 
that's all I can say about her. She's I'm not arguing with incredible woman. And I said to the organization, no doubt. Need to do something with her, but. And on that note, like I say, two games, Liverpool away, uh, 6.45 on Thursday, Premier Sports with Simon, and uh, Augsburg away, Free Sports, 4 p.m. on Sunday, if you're not getting out there. Uh, thanks to um, Curtis Hamilton, Ben Lake, Bobby Farnham, and Adam Keith for the interviews. Thanks to uh, you, gents, for joining us. Thank you, Patrick, David. You can get us on. Uh, you can get us on Apple Podcasts, on SoundCloud, on Google Podcasts, and on the Cool App. Uh, get us on Twitter at AVFTB, on Facebook, Instagram, Tinder. You name it, we'll find it. Uh, and wherever you are this weekend, if you're over in Europe, enjoy a few beers, enjoy your hockey, support your Belfast Giants, and we'll catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Podcast Network.